Hi there. Welcome to Cold Turkey Podcast. This week, uh, I'm meeting with uh, Leslie. Uh, Leslie has had kind of a, it's a, it, it, it was a, it was amazing for me to have a conversation with her because uh, while we were, while we were talking, I realized that, you know, the, the most, um, kind of the most sickening thing that she went through was actually dealing with almost a sickness of perfection. She wanted her life as well as her body, her mind, her soul, or her behavior to be perfect. And, and it, it made her sick actually. And uh, it was it was quite an interesting ride and quite a, f- a fascinating conversation I had with Leslie. And um, I don't want to waste any more time. I, you know, like I, I encourage you to rate the podcast, review the podcast, send me a note at podcastcoldturkey at gmail.com, um, share the Facebook page, share the Anchor website, which hosts the Cold Turkey podcast. But uh, enjoy the conversation I had with Leslie. Hi, Leslie. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. Well, it's a pleasure. Um, Leslie, um, I'm going to start like I do with every episode and just draw me a picture of where does all of that start? You know, like where, where do you see, you know, like what, what memory do you have of either you using uh, any kind of substance Mm -hmm. or, or seeing others, uh, using and you know like the impact it had on you yeah okay so um i was thinking about that earlier after listening to another of your podcasts and i realized that um i guess my first substance was um beer when i was in third grade and a friend a neighbor had uh, we were playing together and no, I was in second grade. And he said, Hey, come here. You want to see this? And he opened his refrigerator and it was completely stocked with beer. I mean, just wall top to, wall. to bottom. <laughs> wall to and wall. He, he said, Here, try one and popped it open. He took a sip. And then gave me a sip, and I did not like it at all. Um, what I, uh, my my family, um, I was raised in a uh, fairly strict Protestant denomination. Okay. And they thought um, alcohol was a sin, that it was wrong. So there was no one in my family who drank, uh, obviously, you know, where they, where they, um, or socially, I mean, they uh, socially, yep. socially, or anyway, and even church had communion and it was grape juice instead of wine. Wow. Um, yeah. What, what, what was the uh, picture? You know, like, so there's two questions here. What was yeah. the family portrait picture, uh, you know, like the to, two parents, my guess is that they were together. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, siblings, uh, brothers and sisters there? Yes. Yes. So two married parents, 
nobody drank. Um, I'm the oldest. And then there was a, um, my brother is two years younger. My sister is um, eight years younger. And my guess is that at second, so, in second grade, when you get that beer, do you know uh-huh. your, do you know your quote unquote sinning? I didn't know I was sinning at the time. Okay. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying because, you know, like you, you may have known already. <laughs> I didn't know then. It was a couple of years later when my grandmother made this big to do about we all went into a restaurant and she stood up, yelled to the waitress, take these wine glasses off the table. We're Christians. And at that point, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that was a sin Wow! in the Church of Christ. Um, so there, I, I didn't really have, um, I wasn't around substances except for um, sweets. I mean, like food and um, ice cream. And um, so for me, really, what happened with me was I developed a an eating disorder because there was so much tension. I felt so much tension in my um, household, but didn't know it. Where was that? I had no idea. Where was that tension coming from? Um, There was a uh, strictness that, that I felt there was a um, rigidity, rigidity, There was a rigidity, yes. And so I had a high-performing dad and a high-performing mom, and I'm trying my hardest to get A-pluses and A-plus-plus, you know, the highest grades. And I just felt stress um, and didn't know it. So anxious. Heck, I didn't even know what my feelings were until my 30s. Wow. Um, Because we didn't talk about feelings. Yeah, you you probably weren't allowed to have some. Yeah, I I don't think we were. Um, So sometime as a teenager, I found myself uh, eating a lot, putting on weight. Um, I didn't realize that I was putting on weight. And at some point, I get self-conscious about it. So I decide I'm going to diet. And so I just restricted food. Um, just really restricted it. I got to where I would eat maybe 600 calories a day. Jeez. I lost weight. I was running. I would eat maybe one egg in the morning, a couple of apples for lunch, a potato for dinner, and then repeat the same thing the next day. And I was, I think I was feeling pretty high from the, uh, maybe even the metabolism, you know, the, the ketosis or whatever was going on because I was totally losing weight, but I still thought I was fat. Um, what, and I that's remember, called body dysmorphia, yeah. right? Is that is that body dysmorphia? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and and I had heard my mom say she always needed to diet because she always thought she was fat. So I thought she was fat because she said she was fat. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, she was never fat. <laughs> but at the same time, do you looking back? Do you feel that you had kind of the the same restraint that someone that stopped using like on his on breaks and you know like looking at or envying? people that eat at the time, you know, like, and, and, you know, like pretty much like, just like almost biting your hand and it's like, fuck, I would eat like a burger or something. You know, like, were you? <laughs> yeah. It, okay. I can't, it's like, I would feel this super controlled high. Like I am above everything. Even I have, food. I am reaching perfection. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I don't need any, any food. I am totally in control. No one can touch me. Um, that's what would happen. Wow. In my brain. So the, and, elit oh. the elitism was even above eating. eating. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I felt... I felt more excited excited when I abstained than when I when I would eat the food. Um, it, it was oh my gosh. And at some point, my mom said, "You need to eat." And I was so freaking hungry, but I was so angry because I didn't want to eat. I thought I just I just wanted to skip dinner. And I remember her saying, just eat something. I felt afraid because I thought, I'm going to lose control if I, if I eat something. Ooh, That's crazy. Oh, That's boy. crazy. It was so <laughs> difficult. It was so difficult. Yeah. Did, did, you know, like, so that first beer at second grade, my guess, you know, like, And, and let's be honest, beer tastes like shit. You know, like, I'm sorry, but you know, like, you know, <laughs> it still, it, it, it still does. does but, <laughs> but, um, does, um, does your next contact, because my guess is that, you know, like that, that's, even though that's a, your first memory of, you know, like taking alcohol, um, mm -hmm. it, it, you probably don't have, you know, like growing up that, like in the back of your head, that's something that could release tension or whatever. Um, when would be your next contact with either alcohol or, you know, like anything? Because my guess is that, you know, like when you're in, you know, like you want to surpass like the elite status, there are plenty mm -hmm. of substances available out there <laughs> that mm -hmm. would be friendly to your, uh, to actually what your, you know, like your, your state of mind. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that my, um, somehow, so I went to a, a, uh, well, I will say this. I had, would you like to hear a, a wild religious experience that I had? Please, please. Okay. So I, so I, gone to church, but I hadn't really, you know, had this sense of, is this totally true? Do I totally believe it? I'm not sure. 
And one day in high school, our, you know, I'm right in the middle of my, this eating disorder and skin and bones. And I look up and I see this verse, Romans 8, 28, that says, um, oh, my brain just went blank. What does Romans 8, 28 say? Um, oh, for God works all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And there was something in that verse that just jumped off and went into my head. And I went, oh my gosh, this might actually be, there might be a God. He might actually be real. I wonder if this is true. And because it was that Romans thing, I thought I'm going to just read through the book of Romans in the New Testament of the Bible. And so at night, I would just go to my room and read through that, um, read through that, uh, you know, chapter by chapter. And at some point um, on my birthday, like no one actually re realized that I was going into an, that I just had an eating disorder. No, my family didn't. I didn't, I'd never heard of it before, but I remember on my birthday, I'm watching the Miss America pageant, looking at all these women going, what in the heck? How are they, their weight was higher than mine. And yet I, I only could see myself as huge and them small. And I'm eating a piece of cake going, I've lost control. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. And so I had just gotten to this part in Romans where it said, even in our weakness, we don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groans that are beyond words. And I put the cake down and I went in my room and just went, there is something wrong with me. I don't know. And I laid on, my, on uh, face down on the floor and just groaned, thinking, maybe this is a prayer. So two days later in our high school, this doctor comes to talk to the girls. I mean, it was freaking two days later. And He's showing us slides of what an eating disorder looks like and how people think and what happens to them. And I will never, ever forget that. It was like I had this aha moment of this might have freaking been an answer to that groan wow. because that is the freak. What I have right there is what I have. And I tell my friend, oh my gosh, this is what I have. And I've got to start eating. And I freaking don't want to. So I did not tell my parents that I had it. I didn't tell any teachers. I'm just like, I'm going to handle it on my own. And um, so had to let go of, of that and start eating. And, oh my gosh, so much anxiety. I'm going to be obese. Okay, so um, that, I just wanted to tell you, that is the first little 
uh, that's the end of that little part of that story. But you wanted to know about substances. Yeah, but but at the same time, you know, like I, yeah, that mm. for me, food, you know, like eating disorder and 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 food addiction and whatever food mm. relation that are skewed mm -hmm. or or messed up in some ways. Um, for me, it's probably the most, it's probably one of the most complicated I have to figure out, you know, like only because, you know, like I can quit uh, alcohol, I can quit drugs, I can quit a lot of things, but I can't quit eating, you know, like, so it, for exactly. me, for me, it is the, it is the most complicated relation, even though, um, mm -hmm. As I as I record these episodes, um, I realize and and with my life as well that um, it is about the intentions. It is not about the what you're what you're in contact with necessarily. And you know that doesn't mean that I will ever take a sip of drink or alcohol or or whatever ever, but or or smoke a joint. But what I'm saying is that um, if by mistakes. Um, Vacations mm. are a great example of that. You know, like you ask, sin alcohol, <laughs> and, and the, the barman ends up giving you the one with the shot in, um, mm. and you either spit it back or it's too late, and you got that sip and you swallowed it. And you know, like, and and it's. I remember the first time it happened to me. I called my sponsor, and you know, like it was all about the state of mind you're in when this happens. Mm. You know, like so. So it yes. was. Um, do, do you keep the sip in and swallow it when you could have spit it out? You know, like, are you actually no, 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 no. hiding from your friends and your wife that you got the one that has alcohol in? Are you, you know, like, so, so on and so on. And, you know, like, you mm -hmm. can, you can figure out that, you know, like, it's all about the state mm -hmm. of mind that you're in when that happens or, or whenever you're trying to screwing someone else. You know, I can, I can, I can, mm -hmm. you know, like in Canada, we just legalized um, marijuana. And, oh uh, yeah, we just yeah. did, and and obviously, um, the CBD craze is something that yeah. I had to ask myself. You know, like why mm. would I like to try? And what I'm saying by that is that there's no psychoactives in there, but my relation to it. You know, like the first time I hit a bar, it was about six months after coming out of therapy, and I mm. at my fifth. Uh, Perrier, uh, you know, like the sparkling water. At my fifth mm -hmm. bottle, I went. Obviously, I went. I went to the bathroom, and while peeing, I, w I actually talked to myself, saying, "I can drink. Up, I can drink a thousand sparkling water tonight. I'm not gonna get drunk. Wake the mm. fuck up. <laughs> you know, come back to the bar." As you, because it was for some friends that I went there. My friend was in a band. He wanted to see, he wanted me to see him play. And I'm like, okay, no problem. But, and I realized that it was my, my mindset was just like hitting those parking waters, like if it was beer or alcohol. Yeah. And, yeah. and after coming back from the bathroom, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just, just enjoy the moment. And that's it. You know, like, so for me, my guess is that, and you know, long, long uh, interlude for, as for food, mm. it must be the same talking to yourself and trying to figure out in what state oh, you're in. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. All right. <laughs> Talking to myself non freaking stop. Yeah. So, um, that, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I had like this break from the whole eating disorder, um, from like, uh, after high school, I went to college and then I go to medical school and I mean, I, f- I still thought it was a sin to drink. <laughs> and so I'm not drinking anything. And my food is just, you know, not a problem. But then I get uh, into my 30s and I'm starting to have all these relational problems. That's what starts coming up. And I still am just like, uh, I think somewhere in my 30s, I, let me think, my early 30s was when I first tried a beer. And I'm like, it, it still doesn't taste good. Wine, eh, it doesn't really taste good. But my my whole eating disordered thinking started coming back in um, my 30s. And I couldn't see it. Creeping back how? Creeping back how? It started creeping back with like, what happened? I remember going, uh, so I had broken up with, in, in a relationship. I was in this dating relationship that was so difficult, tense, um, abusive, scary, bad. And I, I get out of that. And I find myself, I didn't know it, eating, eating more, eating more, eating more. And before I know it, I've put on 10 pounds. Then click, whoa, you put on 10 pounds. You've got to get this off. Oh, I know how to do that. One apple a day. (laughs) I know how to do that. One apple a day. I start running. Wow. And then I start skipping meals. And then I start, it just all comes back in. And I I think, I I still don't see it. I start reading all these diet books. Totally. It was like this aha moment. And um, I'd been struggling with it for a couple of years, but I wouldn't let myself starve myself like I did in high school. There was, there was like, I'm not going to let myself do that. But I couldn't totally see that I was jacked up with my food. Um, but again, there was this aha moment where I'm opening a book to look at a nutrition, this nutrition thing. And I see this little, this little section on people with eating disorders. And I just start reading it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is what I used to have. Wait a minute. These people grow up in rigid, rigid. I saw the word rigid in rigid households where there are lots of rules. And they struggle with self 
worth. And I go, oh, shh. It's back. It's back. Wow. And so I call one of my best friends and I say, yeah, I couldn't see it, but it was, it's back. And she starts crying. She's like, I've been seeing it. And I didn't know how to tell you. So I decide, okay, this time I'm actually going to go to an eating disorder specialist and get some good therapy. And another friend of mine, so I'm in my early 30s, another friend of mine says, you should talk to my therapist. He's so good. I'm like, no, I, I think I can figure this out on my own again. I'm still thinking <laughs> I can figure this out on my own. Um, and she buys me two, uh, two appointments in a row to talk to this therapist, like totally surprises me and goes, oh, guess what? By the way, at, uh, you know, 11 a.m. this morning, you've got a conversation with this therapist. The thing, let me see if I can just boil this down. I'm going, I, I look, I'm talking so much. No, no, I don't no, even no, know no, how no. much We're time good. we have. We're good on time. We're good on time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, let me just say, you make this a very hospitable, this, <laughs> I have to say this is so hospitable. It's easy for me to just pour all this out. But I talk to the therapist. So I'm at this point going to two therapists a week, one who is helping me with the food and one who is saying, I want you to start journaling about what is the feeling you have when you are starting to crave something sweet. Because that, you know, that's where it, it it would cycle around to where I wanted to starve myself. I wanted to diet and be totally skinny, but then I would want to eat cupcakes. So that's how it. That it vicious started. cycle. Yeah. So he goes, what do you feel? I, I don't want you to change anything that you're doing with the cupcakes right now. I just want you to. Tell me what you feel. I'm like, what do I? I don't feel anything. I'm craving a cupcake. I'm not feeling a thing. He said, well, just take a journal. And just right before you go to the cupcake, just see what you feel. And so I went, you know what? I'm so freaking desperate to get to get better, I'm going to do this. And so <laughs> that little place was Pandora's box of all of my feelings and all this loneliness and sadness and um, anxiety that I did not realize I had, relational troubles that I went, what's the common denominator here? Well, it was me. I was the common denominator. And so I ended up just working with him, looking, you know, um, really doing reflecting time, really just spending a lot of time reflecting and writing and getting some healing from things. 
But the anxiety. In the meantime, do you, yeah, did, go ahead. did you feel any of the anxiety? You know, like when, when you were looking back at it, you know, like did, did you have any, you know, like any, because, um, you know, like people that talk about, you know, like anxiety and panic attacks and, mm-hmm. you know, like all that stuff, they, they're paralyzed by it. You know, like they're, they're almost. You know, like they can't operate normally at all. You know, like the, 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 in your case, it seems to be almost like a case of perfectionism. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it is a case of perfectionism. Exactly. Like almost OCD. Yeah. And, you know? and, and, you know, like, so uh, even, even waking up at the right time. Mm-hmm. What, you know, like the, my, my guess is that even you're studying, schooling daily routine had to be just almost like surgically perfect you know what i think other people it probably has been (laughs) it probably has needed to be and it probably shows to other people and and because of my high standards I think, oh, you're kind of sloppy. Exactly. 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 I never meet the standard. Exactly. I'm laughing about this, but yeah, looking back, I'm like, I was a freaking total nervous wreck and didn't know it, but did not really want to, you know, one time I tried a clonazepam, um, but I'm like, I, I don't like being fuzzy. I tried some CBD, but it kind of makes me go, oh, I, I don't really want to not be in control. Uh, I- it, well, for me, for, <laughs> me, for me, it's funny because it's even, I mean, even using, being late, uh, like, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff that are mm-hmm. usually, you know, like the, because the, letting go was mostly you know, like all driving your life, you know, like not letting go actually. So, so yeah. my guess is that every time, every time you had an occasion to let loose, let loose was mm-hmm. just, as you described it, sloppy manner, you know, like, so, so, um, so feeling tipsy, drunk or, or, or stoned or like, my guess, yeah. I mean, so that 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 yeah. <laughs> you are stuck in a square. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It, at two glasses of wine, I start to perseverate that I'm going to become an alcoholic. That's what I start going. I start going. Oh my gosh! See, look, look, oh, oh, oh. So that. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want to take anything. So I, boy, I sure could, I could talk for hours, but, um, what questions do you, well, you know, I just keep going on, but. So my guess is that, did you ever use any substances? Cause you know, like, or, or, you know, like, did you, cause there must be a rebellion 
at some point mm -hmm. or right now you're living the best life ever and you're re you're a rebel <laughs> and well, I, I do see. hope um, so <laughs> yes yeah uh i would you know at times i would drink a glass of wine at night and it would but it would make me very you know i would get anxious that And, and my friend who I would talk to and pray with, I would go, look, I had a glass of wine tonight. Oh, look, I had a glass of wine tonight. Do you think I'm becoming an alcoholic? <laughs> and I don't know. I, yeah, it, it's kind of still the like OCD. Yeah. Um, That's the however, I will say that um, the thing I probably got most addicted to honestly is journaling journaling the thing that that guy got me started with the therapist has is something i do every single day and i could honestly journal for for hours and it relaxes me head to toe i'm able to just be myself and put all of my negative stuff down in it And did did those two consultation, um, I'll, I'm I'm using air quotes here, but fix mm. fix this, fix you know like the way you felt. Mm. Um, I would say a it, yeah. Let's say, let me see if I can say this. Something really, really shifted in me in this way. I recognized when I get into a perseveration type situation, that there's something going on inside of me and that I can start looking at that and I can center myself back down and I can journal through it. So I will not say, ah, yay, I got fixed. But I now know the direction to go with feelings that make me want to look outside of myself and manage, manage stuff, which, which is what I see as a similar situation with people addicted to substances. Yeah. And and, and at the same time, at the same time, mm -hmm. um, you know, like it, it, it's I, I I see it as almost the same with food, which is, you know, like you need control, mm -hmm. but it, it probably what made your life miserable was control. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is this is what I will say, as far as the food, something. I will say something did really change with my eating to where it became a mindful thing. A, it, it's not a fight. Yeah. I don't have a fight with my food. I don't. Now, it, it pops up every once in a while, and I go, okay, I need to pray about this. I talk to my friend that prays with me. I journal about what's going on, but 
95% of the time, I am able just to eat and not worry about my weight at all. No weight. I mean, just it stays the freaking same, which is a freaking relief. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like I mean, even today I had a white cupcake with white icing and I thought, well, this is whole. I have no trouble with these anymore. I ate it. I felt no guilt. I'm like that was good, but it sure had a lot of sugar. I don't know. It, it feels, feels like something is healthier. For sure. And, and my guess is that yeah. I, you know, like I, I, to be quite fair, Leslie, you know, like I expected like a, uh, like a rebellion, you know, like in your, uh, on, on, uh, on the path, not, not, I mean, yeah. it's fantastic because you, you know, like rebellions oh, tends to be, rebellion, uh-huh. but not substance wise. No, 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 not only that, but I mean, you know, like even like, a, rebellions. <laughs> but you know, like what I mean is that, um, you know, like when, when you get pretty much squeezed, you know, like into yeah. like that control that you, you know, like that, that regimen that you put it yourself under, um, yeah. you know, like my first job in my life, I was told what an anti-conformist is, you know, so you can imagine yes. the type of teen I was just, a mm. just a prick, but anyways, but you know, like, so my first manager told me, do you know what an anti-conformist is? And I was like, no. He's like, well, that's you, you know. <laughs> that like, is hilarious. Well, okay. What does that mean? He's like, I can't tell you, I can't tell you anything. You know, he's like, you don't yeah. want to, you, you don't like fitting in. And, and you know, like uh, it, it's, yeah. and it was just, and, mm-hmm. and you were, you were almost afflicted by the opposite yes fitting yes. fitting in yes. was a sickness you know like you had you got yes. sick fitting in yep <laughs> yep that that awesome therapist said there there are two ways that people control you i mean two ways that a person can be controlled is by here are the rules and then the the person wants to obey them and stick to them and do them all perfectly. That that person is controlled. That's how I did it. And then you can be controlled by doing the opposite. Yeah. By being the rebel. Yeah. And I didn't have a whole lot of that in me. <laughs> Tell me about it. I need some, don't I? <laughs> I, I mean, in some ways I have rebelled but it's come out more in professionally or with church or yeah. you know i've yeah i've you know like i it's it's um you know like fraternities are called movement sometime you know like that you know like so you can yeah. join the movement of aa the movement of na or whatever and mm-hmm. it is probably the only reason why i stuck there because it was called the movement because if would if it only would have been about sticking to what the writings say i would have i would have left and it's my second sponsor that told me, by the way, Alex, it's also mm-hmm. called the movement. 
Why? Because it moves with time. It grows with time. It evolves, and you can you can participate in that movement. You know, like in, in that in that change in that evolution, and. The creation of that podcast. I'm going to tell you a story, Leslie. You know, like I want to make Christmas specials for the the holiday episodes, and so I had two episodes in mind. One I'm gonna, one that I did record, which was um, younger people and sobriety. And so mm. I had two kids that were 25 and 27, uh, mm. or something like that. And um, they were telling me, and the second one is going to be. Um, sobriety and and parties and holidays and festivities mm. you know like how do we deal mm-hmm. with that so I'm, we're going to be four and we were three at the at the other one and the the, the um, feedback i got from the these younger people joining in the movements was mm. about um having a hard time feeling reached out you know like the 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 even even almost um and you know, like uh, I, I'm still, I'm still part of some of these uh, fraternities, but they felt that even the anonymity of it made it less accessible for a younger, a younger generation. Mm. And so we're right now in my region, where and I guess it's you know like we heard about sober October, for example, in some podcasts mm. and so on and so on, but. Here it it seems to be cool right now to be sober. So there's like a um, like a wave of mocktails and and you know like non-alcohol um, cocktails and you know like uh, all that that. But it's it's again it's um, it's gonna la- I don't know how long it's gonna last. But you know like when it's gonna be when that wave is gonna pass. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be as cool because you, you drink a fucking mucktail, you know. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so and so, yeah. I, I, I I would I would I would have I told these mm. these kids I, I'm like I I get it right now. It's mm. it seems to be like accepted to not put alcohol in your cocktail, but but in a few years, maybe that wave's going to have passed, and you know, like it's going to be like oh nothing you know like you're not taking anything um all that to say that you know like uh the movement and you know like how i can implicate and and participate Mm -hmm. in making these places change is by my involvement and and as your therapist said you know like the rule book which are the writings i i just challenge them all the time you know, so and I do the same with my sponsor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I challenge, I challenge my sponsor in some yeah. of those writings and some of the stuff that I I see and, um, and actually that podcast was not a rebellious a rebellious move. It was more mm. of I'm missing this. I'm just missing this. Mm. I don't have those conversations. Mm. And when someone shares. Yeah. You know, like in meetings when someone shares, since I started recording this, um, Mm -hmm. every time I attend the meeting and I hear someone share, I'm just, I'm just Mm. biting my lips of questions that I have to that guy or that girl, you know, like of, oh, I just want to see or want to hear about, because sometimes someone will say, well, I'm going to. You know, like I've had a rough time, and I'm not gonna tell you about it. Like, please do. You know, like, what's your rough time? Yes. You know, like, I want to identify myself to that rough time. You know, like, and 
as as your story, Leslie, for me, it's just like I see exactly what you're saying, but I was mm. just at the other end of the spectrum. It's like, yeah, fuck that. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to wear what everyone's wearing. I'm not going to be I'm going to be the skater boy when I was supposed to be a nerd. I was I was good at school. I I actually lowered my grades. I You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm, I I should have been in some elite school of, you know, like the 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 higher how do you say that? You know, like that the I was East school was just easy for me. But I mm -hmm. made it average all my high school because for me mm. being identifier labor labeled as a nerd was I I couldn't I couldn't stand it you know I get, for me it looked uh, I, I look at these guys, fuck off I, I don't want that in my I don't want to be that so I'd rather hang out and start smoking and 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 hang out with the skater boys and look like a freak then which by the way was that, a, it's so interesting which by the way was a label by itself you know like so so exactly. I was I was just opposing that for another label but yeah. It was, but it's, it, I have, I have yeah. memories. I have memories of, so my English always wasn't that bad, it, you know, like that average, but above average, especially in French speaking mm -hmm. uh, schools. And, um, and sure enough, instead of giving me, um, because I, my grades were not that great. Um, they put me in a, in, in a class that they, the English had more difficulty so obviously i didn't need to open the book i mean like i it was just i i could get perfect grades and i remember i was just wasting my time in those classes and the teacher's like you want to give it the course you know like uh, you know like you want to take my place i'm like well no sure <laughs> i'm like sure and so by did you do it i i sure did and she, it was a dare, right? It was just like, I dare yeah. you to give the class. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. no problem. I, so I took his place or her place and started giving the course. And after a few minutes, she's like, go back to your fucking seat. You know, like she was just <laughs> angry, realizing mm -hmm. that I was right. You mm -hmm. know, like I, I could have given that class. And, um, and mm -hmm. so it was, it was, um, it was weird. It was weird. But, and, and, and what I see in you is just the opposite, which is like, if I, if I don't have a thread that, that hangs out, you know, like, like, you know, like, yeah, <clears throat> well, you know, I have presented myself a little bit cause I, there was a little part of me that wanted to be okay. So I, I will give you an example of not, I kind of wanted to fit in and I kind of didn't. So like when I was a senior in high school, I had my hair totally cut off, totally short when all the girls were wearing it really long. So there was this little bit of, you know, I can't, I can't just do all this. Um, so I've got a little bit of that and You've I've got, got this. this little out of the box <laughs> thinking that yeah uh, is coming out more and more in the last several years like you know i've really got to um 
there are things that I have not done that I need to do that I want to do. And it's time to do them and take a step back from all looking all so professional. Yeah. And, and, and go and, ahead and do it. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, like, um, I would tend to not ask my guests, you know, like, how do they go crazy nowadays? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I would, mm -hmm. I would, I feel that I need to ask you. <laughs> uh, okay. So I Because now... don't tell me, Leslie, it's your freaking white cupcake that you went crazy. <laughs> it's not. I need, I need more. Cupcake. I need more. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what I do. What I love to do is go out to, I have a little art studio in my backyard in this shed. And so I go out to the art studio and I turn Coldplay on or some music that I love and I will paint and paint and paint. I love to paint. So I know that doesn't sound. No, 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 no. I love it. No, I love it. But that is what I do. And it feels like, ah, oh, the real. For sure. Here we go. The real deal. Here is, here is it. The butterfly, um, almost like a butterfly thing. You know, like you, you, you just grow out of that, that st stuck, you know, like mold yes. that you are stuck in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing, painting. The second thing is, um, so I went to medical school, which is very rigid, and then did internal medicine, which is really rigid, and hated it but kept doing it because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. What do I do? What do I do? Hated the internal medicine, but ended up getting into addiction medicine, accidentally working in a clinic that was helping people who were trying to get off heroin and opioids. And I'm listening to their stories going, boy, some of this thinking, this thinking, this obsessive stuff. Yep. I get it. And I'm not triggered by the opiates, but I get the thinking. And so I, I, I loved it, but I still don't really like the Western medicine approach altogether. So I have recently gotten a, I mean, it's out of the box. I don't think there's anyone in Tennessee doing this, but there, have you ever heard of tapping? Um, I've heard of tapping. Don't ask the tapping that. Like yeah, but don't Emotional they, freedom technique. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I've heard of that even in, mm -hmm. um, some situation for, uh, Asthmatics? Oh, you know, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. But there, they, people are now doing it for cravings, for anxiety, for depression, for PTSD, for all the traumas that people have had that caused them to go into addictions or eating disorders or things like that. Can you explain what it is? Okay. Because you show you shown me, but people yeah. that are listening <laughs> will not yeah. have seen that. <laughs> okay, so it is 
it is a okay it's now been studied and so it's not totally out of the box because i'm like oh yeah my little get it in get it right brain goes yeah yep. it's got studies that prove it but anyway you tap on uh these acupressure points and you are tapping while you are thinking and feeling a very charged emotion that is uncomfortable. Like, for example, if I were still having, you know, cravings for the, the white cupcake with white icing, I would tap on the side of my hand and say, and think about that craving. Just let it be totally intense. Tap on the side of my hand and go, even though I am craving a white cupcake with icing and I feel it in my, you know, I will name a body part like my head, my stomach. Right now, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So there's this self-acceptance phrase, why you're feeling this super intense thing. And while you're tapping some acu points, so then you do that three times this uh, self-acceptance set of phrase, and then you stop. Start with acu points on the top of your head, and you go the craving, the food crave. I'm craving this cupcake. In between your eyebrows, I'm craving this cupcake. Outside the eyes, I'm craving this cupcake. Under the eyes, I'm craving this cupcake. Under the nose, I'm craving this cupcake. Under the lips, on the chin, I'm craving this cupcake. In the front of the chest, like right under these collarbones, I'm craving this cupcake. Then on the side of the body, um, kind of where the bra strap would be, I'm craving this cupcake. What happens is the charge begins to decrease, decrease, decrease. So they've, um, they've shown that it works with food cravings. I am really, I just finished um, my uh, certification in it and I'm really wanting to see how it goes for people craving meth and cocaine because there's not a lot of good help out there wow um, so so you started your own you're starting your own clinic that's gonna i'm starting a online coaching practice doing this tapping wow yes. yeah that's phenomenal that's I'm so awesome excited. i'm so excited <laughs> that's awesome um how now I, you know, like, I feel like, you know, like the, I saw, I saw the spark in your eyes when you talked about painting. And then I saw it again when you talked about your tapping. See? Yes. We're exactly. getting there. We're getting there. The painting and the tapping. <laughs> exactly. Go exactly. wild, Leslie. Go wild. <laughs> I know. That's, it is hilarious. I'm like. Oh my gosh, I think I just had a second glass. Oh no, a third glass of wine? No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know and I it, it, again, you know, like I think it's it's uh it's a state of mind thing. You know, like it yes. really is a state of mind thing. 
you know, like yeah. I, I have to thank you, Leslie, for your time. It was a, a phenomenal hour. Um, I loved it. You know, like for me, you just you, you, you talk to me about thinking and, and feeling out of the box, you know, like you 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 took me out of yeah. that box tonight definitely oh, because uh, yeah good. i mean for me i i told you like i'm i i was just um i i i i, I was scared shitless of perfection you know so uh. so for me you know like i i i, I would have um mm. i would have actually i would have um stained you know like my mm. my 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 jeans or my you know my pants just for the sake of effort, you know, like I'm, I'm doing it, you know, like, so, so for me, it, you know, hearing what mm -hmm. you, you know, like that, you know, like to, to, to stick to perfection or what you defined as perfection, which is even worse because, you know, like the, the, exactly. you know, like even worse, um, made your life miserable completely, totally. completely. And, um, and as I tell everyone of my guests, not only am I thanking you for your time, but I am humbled and honored being a nobody in Canada, reaching out and getting those responses from you people. And you know, like it's, uh, I'm just flattered and, and I thank life for that because you know, like mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met all of the 50 something other guests that I had. And it's just, you know, like it's just a great time for me. So I'm so you. glad you're doing this. It's wonderful. And I totally enjoyed it. Thanks for your time, Leslie. And uh, I, I hope that, you know, like you continue like that, you know, like uh, enjoy, r live a wild life. <laughs> yeah. Cutting loose with the painting and the tapping. Exactly. Yes. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.